Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast, your source for tomorrow's talent today. Hear real-life stories of models, actors, and musicians breaking down barriers, launching careers, and sharing their stories of overcoming obstacles and finding real success. They will activate the winner in you by revealing the path with their best tips and advice. Hello, everyone. My name is Sinead White, and I'm the host of the Coffee in the Green Room podcast. Here at Coffee in the Green Room, we have those conversations you may not have in front of the stage, but you have behind the stage before you're even getting on stage. So today, I am so excited to have Chris Dennard here. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, Chris, you have such an amazing story. Like You have such a background in entrepreneurship. And now you run a really cool business and not to date our podcast, but it is almost World Series time. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, can you talk to my audience a little bit about who you are and how you got into being an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I guess it depends on how much time we have and how far back you want to go. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, when when we grew up, um, we didn't have a ton. Right. Um, my mom and dad split and, and mom was really busting her ass and like, it was what it is. And we didn't have a ton. And, uh, if, you know, it's kind of like, if you're going to have something, you got to go get it. And my mom was a, uh, solo female entrepreneur before it was cool. Like 37 years ago, started her own company, still has it to this day. It's a ceiling fan and lighting store. And like, so I got to see her grind, um, work two jobs, night, you know, night shift, uh, the gas station after we were to bed, like, you know, it was tough. And my dad had the, you know, the gift of sales as a car salesman for probably 40 years. So I was kind of around and, and my stepfather was the uh, town barber. So oh, wow. it, now let me fast forward to like kind of now how that all plays. Um, interpersonal skills, sales, uh, relationships, network, networking. I kind of got that from the guys. And then my mom, just the, the hustler entrepreneur mindset, I'll, I'll show you, you know, kind of vibe. <laughs> so that kind of all resonated with me and, and that's how I was brought up. And um, now, what was it? 2000, I was opening Gold's Gyms for a living and I really enjoyed it. Really? People I met, yeah. So back in the early 2000s when I graduated, uh, I was opening Gold's Gyms and it, it was I was leveraging this new website called Facebook that came out and um, it was, I was able, which is kind of, you know, when looking back, it's kind of like what the, uh, the common denominator has been is my ability to be old school business, belly to belly, shaking hands, like knowing people and doing it on the one to many platform, like social media and the internet. And I was right on that cusp. So I was able to take the ideas of belly to belly sales, but do it digitally on Facebook and drive hundreds and hundreds of new members to the gym in very uh, new age ways. So I've always kind of had this, uh, I've been on the forefront of creative marketing. Wow. And I didn't let it stop me there. Like I went into real estate and I was flipping houses with my buddy, Mike. And then we, within, I don't know, six months had a national coaching program. So it's like, I'm doing what I'm doing now. And then we just went boom, boom, boom. It's, you know, went out, um, social media, I ended up with, uh, hundreds of uh, actually 7 million followers online through different channels and pages I had. And that got me working with Tim Tebow or duck dynasty or any of these, uh, celebrities and athletes and things like that, because I understood how to do the digital side. Mm-hmm. And they were 
the talent, right? And so yeah. it was kind of this, this uh, major tool that kind of bridged the gap. And it just led from one thing to another. I've been in the cannabis space. I've had restaurants. I've had an apparel company. I've owned two agencies and, and more recently, uh, Dugout Mugs, which is the one that you alluded to. Yeah. Wow. You've done so much. It's it's like I, I spoke to someone yesterday. I did an interview with someone and they were like, I want to do everything. And I feel like you've done so much. So what keeps you going? Because it's like you like right now with your current business, like I know it's exciting right now because you're in the playoffs and we're well, World Series is going on. But like what drives you? Because, you know, when you're doing all these different things and moving from one thing to another, what keeps driving you forward? Because it seems like each one you're building upon it, building upon it and moving forward. Well, and actually, instead of building on, it's taking away. I'm, I'm okay. taking away the things that I'm not proficient at, which allows me to identify my superpower, like okay. my strength. So I, all these different things I've done, uh, it's not ironic. I've done what I do best in each of these verticals. Okay. Right? And then you bring in the supporting cast, right? To, to kind of help you along the way. So what drives me is um, time and options and experiences. So the, the businesses I'm in now are different than the businesses I had been in previously yeah. because one of my core key metrics is uh, experience. I want to, I'm going to the world series with awesome. my friends. I just got back from a, a, a celebrity event in Nashville, right? So these are the experiences. And then in between these two things, I just did four days with my wife in North Carolina in the mountains. So now right. I get the time and the family time uh, all this weekend. It's hanging out, doing stuff with my two daughters. Like it's just, um, I've taken away the BS and I've only, I only do what I do best which allows me the time and the freedom and the options to do the things I want to do. Okay. And that's really kind of the infrastructure that I build on. I don't build for other people or build for massive success. If it happens, it happens. Right. But I think one of the most important things anybody can take away is truly reflecting on what your core metrics are, yeah. um, what your strengths are and, and not doing them for the wrong reasons or the wrong people or yeah and and i've um i've really dug into that i love that so much I, I love something i want you to expand upon is you in each of the businesses you've you've done your superpower you've utilized yeah. your superpower so for an entrepreneur who's listening to this who maybe they're kind of in the beginning stages of entrepreneurship they're like okay i i know what my superpower is but i have to do all these things currently to make to keep going forward. Mm -hmm. How do you start to grow from that person who is run like do like the jack of all trades to actually becoming that person who's operating in their superpower at their highest level and then figuring out how to hire for those other spots? Hiring it, it that's a tough one, right? Is hiring because sometimes you're not asking the right questions as mm -hmm. the 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 hirer, right? That the, the yeah. employer. Um I, I, I think it all comes like step one is you really have to consistently reflect on what you stand for, what you don't stand for, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you, mm -hmm. what you love, what you tolerate. Like, I, I think you have to, and I mean, I'm talking daily practice and reflection yeah. on 
one's self and what your metrics are. Like if your core, you know, metric and your main objective is to have freedom of time, well, then you don't want to get into an environment or an, a structure or infrastructure or business or a venture that only eats up your time. Yeah. You could have cut that off at the beginning if you were more clear on what was important to you. So I, I feel like, you know, and it sounds a little repetitious, but I, I you know, or whatever, but it's like, you really got to stop and reflect yeah. in my mind. If you don't do that, you could be going a million miles an hour, but you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the first step. And then, and then do what you do best and outsource the rest kind of mentality. I think that's wise. And yeah. uh, there's even been instances in, I'd say half my businesses where my partner or somebody else in the deal was like apprehensive of growth. But I, the second part of this, I also believe you have to build to where you're going yeah. and not build to where you're at. Because yeah. as soon as you get some momentum, if you're building where you're at, you have to stop. You have to move some shit around and then you have to rebuild it. Yeah, recalibrate. Versus, versus reflecting a little longer, seeing what it should look like, feel like, smell like, what is it going to be? And then build that and then grow into it. You yeah. know, I feel like that's a, it's always worked better for me doing that. It, you know, again, it comes down to reflection and, and vision on where you're going. Yeah. I, I love that because when I, I am in a former life, I worked for a bank and I started out as a part-time teller and they told me to dress for the position that I wanted. So mm -hmm. instead of coming in as like a dressed as a part-time teller, I always dressed as a branch manager because that's what I wanted ultimately in that moment. And then even further. So, and for our creatives that are listening to this, I, the way I want you to apply what Chris is saying is if you want to be an Academy award winning actor, if you want to be a Grammy winning musician, if you want to be a cover model, what you need to do now start preparing for those times you have to you have to get to be you have to get mentors in the industry because if you don't have a mentor and i'm sure chris i don't want to ask you this question in just a moment but like i've interviewed a lot of super successful people and every one of them has at least one if not more multiple mentors that are helping them propel them forward so can you speak a little bit to mentorship as well Yes, without a doubt. I spoke uh, to people this morning um, about a possible acquisition. Um, I spoke, uh, I leaned into council three days ago on my vacation because something was eating me up. And I was like, you know what? Let me talk to somebody who sold their company for $35 million. Um, yeah. I, I carved out a half hour the other day with a gentleman who had sold his company for $2.3 billion. Oh. And it's like, and the, the, the one thing I can say is only take advice from people who are where you wish to be. Yeah. Right. Um, don't go ask somebody who's broke about how to make money. Yeah. Don't go ask somebody who is overweight how to get healthy. Right. It, yeah. Ask, ask, the right questions to the right people and shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. And as I mean, with, with e-com in general, I mean, I've generated over $65 million online. Okay. That's a good amount of revenue. Yeah. Right. So it, it would be easy for me to say, I've done this better than most and nobody can teach me anything. And in fact, that was 
part of my personality many years ago. And, and the sooner you get out of that, I mean, again, like you said, many people listening to this might be top tier, top 1%, top half percent in their field. But I guarantee you that when you step back and reflect on what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you're proficient at, what you need help with, when you do that, you will identify that maybe you don't have it all together. So I always believe in leaning into mentorship. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's friendship, right? Sometimes yeah. it's speaking to your friends. Uh, you don't have to pay a mentor. Now, I'm not saying don't do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Some people's time is well worth it. I mean, I still yeah. do consulting uh, from time to time if it's the right kind of project. I do 90 days worth. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I have but I have my check boxes, to, you know, if that's a deal, I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, I, I feel, and, and also from mentorship, I feel like, and you've probably heard a variation of this, Always, if there's five people in your group, always have two beneath you and two above you, okay. right, From a, on, on whichever kind of spectrum you're on. I want two people that are doing better than me at marriage and fatherhood, and then I want two that are newly married or struggling with something, because you learn something better when you teach it to somebody else, Ooh. and then it becomes this, this uh, this currency of your, of your sphere of influence where you're yeah. always helping and you're always being helped versus ever being on one end or the other. Um, oh. that's always kind of been a cool thing for me. I've, I've offered uh, free consulting to these up and comers, these kids that are just fire. Yeah. I'm, I, mean, I say, kid, I'm in my forties now. So like I see some of these, you know, tw mid twenties or, or even early twenties and they got fire in them. But yeah. Direction. One guy in particular, I'm not going to call him out, but he's doing very well socially, but converting that to monetary, like recurring revenue and then parking it in shit that grows without his intention, like things like that. Yeah. And then I'm learning it. I go to board of advisors every quarter, you know, yeah. my mastermind group, love it. And uh, I go in with, and I've gotten better at the, And this is also a tip for anybody ask singular questions with singular objectives, right? If you have a, a problem, fix it. Don't ask general questions and general advice. That's fix right. one thing at a time and then just one foot after the other. So I'll go into BA. There's a hundred people in there that are worth millions, tens yeah. of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Some get, some get over that. Yeah. Some and are in the billions. I, yeah. And I, so I went in there last time with the specific question on how to increase deliverability on emails through copy. That's specific. That's very specific. Because that is something that I know we could implement. It's singularly focused and it will, it will directly impact our bottom line this year. So I, I feel like when you're getting uh, counsel and mentorship, uh, go into it uh, with, with some of those things in mind. That's awesome. I love that. I love the, um, I always say, ask better questions, get better results, ask better oh, yeah. questions, get better answers. But the sure. way that you put it is like, you go and singularly focus. Cause so many times people are like, well, how did you become successful? And like, you they're like, okay, well, oh my God. And, and, I, and I fall prey to that too. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you be, how did you do this? But I love that because then we're at, and it's kind of like when you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor and you have like a sore throat. They're not like, oh, well, how is your toe doing today? They're like, no, let's, let's diagnose the problem and correct the problem. Yeah. So I love that so much. Yeah. I'm for my throat. Check out my toes. Like, come on. Man. Yeah. It like, doesn't work that way. Yeah. All right. So Chris, that was amazing. 
Can we talk about some of the cool stuff that you do? Like your business is so, uh, I was totally fangirling when we were talking before the Phillies were, I, I, I was fully convinced the Phillies were going to the world series, but can you talk about your current business and how did you get to be someone where celebrities seek you out as well as you seek them out to be business partners? So dugout mugs is the one you're specifically referring to. Cause I have a couple, I have a cigar line and a golf line and some things like that, but the you one do a that, lot of really cool things. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, yeah. Back in 20, uh, what was it? 2015. I got really sick when my daughter was born and there was a pretty high chance that I wasn't going to make it through that, which is tough to hear. Um, when you think that you got the world, you know, by the, by the neck and you're just, you know, doing whatever you want. And then you realize you don't have any time uh, anymore. So when that happened, I made a commitment to where I'm only going to do things I like with people I like that have an experiential uh, in an experiential world or, or, or vertical. Right. So not, you know, not six months after all that happened, uh, uh, I heard from this guy named Randall and he created a baseball bat. I don't know if this is all, can, is this video too or no? Yeah. Just, okay. So this was the bat he gave me. That's right. So I keep it on my desk. So he hollows out baseball bat barrels, turn it into a beer mug. Nice. And um, I was like, that's, that's interesting. Right. I wasn't sold right at first. And he's like, dude, carry it around with you. And I happened to be going to the Tim Tebow event like that weekend. So I went there and I showed John Smoltz. And John signed them up for me. <laughs> and uh, he's like, man, that's really cool. And then a couple of the Duck Dynasty guys were there and like, dude, that's really cool. And Tim's like, oh, man, you got to get me one of those. And like one thing after another. And then I got just general population feedback and not a weekend. I was like, all right, dude, you got you got something here. And um, he had a job and all that at the time. And I said, if you want to take this thing for a ride, like I know what to do. I've done it before. Um, so he quit. He's like, all right, let's go. And then 2017 came around and we launched dugout mugs. He had already done like 70 grand in sales that prior year. So, I mean, he proved the concept that people would buy a hunk of wood that looks like a bat that's hollowed out. But, um, my vision for it was bigger. My vision for him was bigger. Uh, and I mean, cause this was his first venture, right? He was a pro baseball player. And um, he, you know, which again, it's, it's interesting that certain uh, uh, careers can, the, the, the skill sets from certain careers can, can transcend into new careers Yeah, with Randall's work ethic and grittiness and um, his creativeness, he was able to get into e-commerce with me and I, and I know how to sell and scale and market. And I have a very nice network. So this was a really good combo, which is another thing. If you get into partnerships, make sure that both aren't running in the same lane, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so then uh, it was 2017. We hit $1.1 million our first year and it just kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And now uh, by the end of this year, we might we might be at $50 million. Wow. In sales, which is an astounding milestone that's, when you're that's selling awesome. cups. Right? <laughs> but, but all these, these are all autographed from the guys that I work with and um, the events that we attend and the, the, the weddings for pro players, or they get our mugs as closing gifts when they buy homes. And I get phone calls 
from Pete Rose. And it's just, it's really kind of cool that in and around the baseball world and outside, like the mug right here, this was just uh, last week. I was there with um, Blue Otter Polarized, which is like Luke Combs and uh, uh, these different agencies and Morgan Wallen and uh, Riley Green and Zellers. It's cool, you know, so um, it's now transcended out of baseball to where it's the, the celebrities and the athletes, but weddings and groomsmen gifts and, and corporate gifting. We started making mugs for Coors, Miller, Sony, Fox, CBS, wow. Trump. I mean, it's wild. It's really That's wild. awesome. Very cool. All right, Chris, I'm going to leave you with one final question I'd like to ask on the podcast. Sure. At the end of the day, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? That's a good question. And I think depending on where you are in your life is how you answer it. And there's a, a, you'll appreciate this. So there's a movie called Troy. Have you, Mm -hmm. what you've seen Troy? Yeah. And at the beginning, uh, the little boy runs up and he said, he's the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. Do you remember that part at the very beginning? Yeah. He said, that's why no one will remember your name to the little boy. And then he gallops off and he goes and kills this guy. And again, obviously Achilles. Uh, And then, uh, so that's how I used to think. No one will remember your name unless you do something big and great. And then later in the movie uh, where he captures the princess or or whatever, and and he tells her, he said, I think the gods envy us because we are mortal and today will never be more beautiful than it is today. Right. And I feel like that's the second half of my life when you, when you get to look through a lens of reality and it doesn't really matter. I don't honestly give a shit anymore. If anybody remembers my name outside of my circle, yeah, my friends knew I was there. My kids knew I was there. My wife knew I was there and I left this place a little better than I found it because the reality of it, no matter how rich and powerful you get, if you, if you didn't leave a lasting impact, your money will never leave an impact traditionally. Yeah. Your, your guidance for those closest to you that you can impact will. My kids, if I teach them how to be good humans and teach them how to teach their kids how to be good humans, that's going to outlast any generational wealth that I could possibly create. Yeah. So when I changed my putting the money on a pedestal kind of thing uh, to uh, only making a difference to those who make a difference to me, mm-hmm. it was significantly less weight than I, that I had to carry. And it was, it was much more clear what I need to do yesterday. Yesterday, I could have, should have been doing something work related, but my four-year-old asked me to play Candyland. What oh. do you think? Right? Hopefully you play Candyland. Oh, down on the ground and I beat her and I taught her how, <laughs> how sometimes in life you lose and it's okay too. Um, but like, <laughs> but honestly, like, I, I feel like, um, what I want to be remembered for has changed so dramatically in the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, and I realized that when I started reflecting a little bit more, what is important to me, what strangers think of you is none of your business. Yeah. Like don't read the comments in life. Don't yes. read the comments, you know, uh, have, a, and I, and I heard something this morning that I think was really cool. It, they were just interviewing some old guy. And I think the older you get, the more clear this crap gets. Yeah. And, uh, 
he said uh, all the people who did it right, they, they, they went to school, they got their thing, they did this, they bought real estate. He said, they don't have cool stories to tell. And yeah. that hit me. I was like, I have some cool stories to tell. Yep. When the Braves won the World Series, I was with the team and the trophy was over my head. Oh my I, gosh, that's I awesome. Game three of a World Series one year with Pete Rose. I got to hang wow. out with Mariano Rivera. Oh I my gosh. Mugs for Ron DeSantis's VIP parties that he does. Like to me, I have the stories to tell. And in my world, that's currency. Yeah. Not not the financial side of things because there's plenty of things in the in the traditional world I didn't do right. And yeah. I'm okay with that because what I did do right. I did really right. Yeah, that's awesome. I love so that. And I want the, I want my people to look at me and be like, that dude did it. He, he had a good time. He did people yeah. right and he had a good time. So I guess to answer your question in two words or two statements, he had a good time and he did it right. That's awesome. I love that so much. Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. So for listeners that want to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Uh, everything I have is private these days, um, which okay. is again, how I liked it, except LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn for sure, but dugout mugs, dugoutmugs.com. And then I have uh, a, a really cool golf line, which golf balls and premium cigars, and that's biggolf.com. So, okay, awesome. Probably well, best thank, bet. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in BA at BA in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. And for anyone yeah. who is listening to the podcast, please make sure you hit subscribe on the Coffee in the Green Room podcast because you never know who my next guest is going to be and you want to hear that conversation. All right, Chris, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate yeah. it. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast. For free resources and to learn more about how to become a model, actor, or musician, please head over to ammsociety.com. And if you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you.